Hearthaholics is a proud member of the Whales Are Whales Network. Visit whalesarewhales.com for more projects and shows like this one. Hearthaholics is supported directly by listeners like you via patreon.com slash hearthaholics. Welcome to the group. I'm glad you could make it. Why don't you come on in and have a seat and introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Um, hi, I'm Ben. Hi, Ben. Hello. Hi, Ben. And I'm... a hearthaholic. Greetings. Welcome to Hearthaholics. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me today is Leon. How are you doing, Leon? I'm doing fine. Been ranking a bit, but everything should be A-OK. Well, fantastic. And also joining us today is Copernicus. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm with you. All right, and let's just jump right into how have our weeks been in Hearthstone? So, uh, Leon, go ahead and tell us, what have you been up to in Hearthstone, man? Well, I've... I've seen this brawl, but I never really played it really that much. Usually, I when it's one of these brawls that just gets repeated, I just play once. But this time, I actually uh, made a deck for it, one that I never really um, that I never really thought of. So hey, <laughs> I've been just playing this brawl and getting my quest done. Uh, so you've just been using the brawl for the quest. What uh, <laughs> what kind of quests have you done then? I've made a Hunter's Quest and a Paladin's Quest. And were they to win or just to play those cards, like those class-specific cards? Well, for the Hunters, I just played to win. Um, I'm sorry. But for the Paladins, <laughs> I actually made a deck, which was kind of in the Brawlish-themed minions. Okay, awesome. So so what was that theme? The theme, the theme that I was going for was because Paladin has this nice uh, of your hands uh, Pop your hand cards or pop the creatures in your hand, plus one plus one, with Grime Street Outfitters and um, Grime Street Enforcers. So I just made pretty huge minions that resulted um, in just ridiculous matches where I had a two mana knife juggler, which was an 8 8. Oh man, oh wow, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that actually, that's kind of what my thought was. I uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm just, I just want to play the best minion that I can for each mana cost. Um, and so I just picked the best one for each. Like, I picked the uh, the Raven that for Druid, the one mana two two, and I had like two of those. And I had two Jousters, uh, and I basically was just like, okay, I'm gonna just play minions that are good and just hope for great spells. And then what about you? Uh, what about you, Dustin? Yeah, I've been holding down rank twenty and using um. Using the time in game to try and complete some of these quests. It was that that seventy five Murloc quest, trying to grind some gold to get packs. Dang, seventy five Murloc. So, so what class did you uh, choose for that? Warlock. Oh dang. Okay, so did you just go like a board flood Murloc deck? Yeah. So I just put every single Murloc in there and just tried to have all Murlocs and you know just. Try to have something viable, but at the same time, trying to burn through as many cards as possible because that quest is a beast. 
takes at least you know three or four matches to get it done at least and that's not if and that's if you know cons- hoping that you're able to either not kill them too fast and have them not kill you too fast right yeah and so having a deck full of murlocs too they they often get frustrated you know, they don't know what you're doing and the challenge is just to win with this garbage deck and so that's probably about 50 <laughs> 50 wow ch- that's actually not bad for for a garbage deck yeah the champion was that uh murloc that draws uh based on other murlocs dying so he was probably the mvp is that a warlock specific card yeah no yeah okay so- i thought it was a shaman specific card Oh, shaman. Okay. Yeah. How did you get it then? Uh, well, no, not in warlock. So you switch switch out. So I was playing Neptalon. You know, you get oh, bored gotcha. of warlock. You know, switch over to Neptalon, and in the process that, playing that is is that the like four mana two five or something like that? Neptalon. I don't remember. No, that's the big no, 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 seven not, seven. Not yeah, not Neptalon. I'm talking about the the murloc that draws when other murlocs die. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a that's a sweet card. I generally um the murloc class that i play is i love to play a super control any finn paladin and like you only put in like the four or five murlocs like there's only those four or five and so whenever you you know hit that any finn it's like uh anywhere from like 12 to 31 damage all at once yeah second second any finn is basically a game over yeah especially if you've been able to kill your uh old murkai more than once <laughs> all of a sudden you've got three 12 12s on the board well unless you're playing against the warrior who just presses zero for all the turns yeah of course which is uh <laughs> all the turns <laughs> um but anyway let's go ahead and talk about this brawl so this was the brawl name was the battle of tall barad ba- barad 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 tall barad um, anyway, and this is, uh, the magical creatures are escaping from Tolbarad, uh, Barad, play a minion and get a random spell of the same cost, but the spell is free. Um, so what were you guys doing for this? What was your strategy kind of going in? Well, I had already told mine, but just, just get, just get huge, uh, I always said creeps, just uh, get huge minions and just buff them up and get maybe valuable spells. <laughs> And, of course, Low Walker Joe, because who could forget the show <laughs> in this character? It's so good, and it confuses enemies immediately. That's awesome, yeah, because those zero mana spells are just going to end up in their hands as full-cost spells. Yeah, for this one, I went straight to uh, ramp, so I wanted to take a ramp approach to it, uh, and then I wanted to uh, do ramp plus frustration, so we did uh, we did a bunch of big guys like um, Sagoth, uh, the Slither and Doctor Boom, uh, Ragnaros. Um, basically, uh, you know, Doctor Boom comes out. That's a win. Um, you know, Doctor Boom t- turn three win. Um, yeah, for sure. So that's where I went with that and uh, cranked it out pretty quick. You you're talking about just uh, just your win? Yeah, cranked it. You know, basically the strategy just cranked out uh, the, as ah. big as big minions as possible. And basically, you know, I got my wild growths right off the bat um, every time I played, and was able to cheat something out. Okay, gotcha. I uh, what I did is I like I mentioned before, I chose just basically like what's the most powerful minion for this slot, um, and I put a bunch of those in. But 
really I said, okay, I'm not going to play any spells. Like I'm going to get a bunch of free spells. I'm not going to put any spells in this deck. So I built, I, I built like three or four different classes. Um, but the one I am playing right now is a druid. And basically what I found is that you want to be able to curve out really well. You want to be able to play the mana cost that like all the mana that you have each turn. And so what I did is I put my, my, uh, my curve as it were, it's not really a curve is I have four, of one mana cost one through six are i have four in each slot and then i have six minions that are seven plus and so i have four one drops four two drops and so on and so forth um and basically that allowed me to between mulliganing and drawing i was almost always able to play on curve and just kind of hope for the best oh wow. so you didn't go to naga on this one no, 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 see Naga. Also, I put in Aviana because I was like, oh, sweet. If I put, you know, put out a Ragnaros, I'm going to get an eight mana for an eight mana spell for free and a Ragnaros for one. That's got to be OP. Uh, turns out if you change the mana cost of the minion that you play, that's the spell that you get. So Thorson or Aviana or anything like that, um, you're not actually going to get the benefit that you thought you were. Oh, you're going to get a one cost spell? Yeah. Same thing with uh, the, the uh, what's the portal? The summoning portal, is that what it is? The Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the one on the the Warlock 04. Uh if it changes the cost of the minion, it's however much the minion costs when it hits the board, that's the spell that you get. Can we shortly talk about Temple Mage and how it's literally the best class, but I don't like to play it because I don't like to play the best things. Are you talking about in the in the brawl? Yeah, it's it's, I mean, yeah, you can play Mana Worm, Mana Worm into Flame Wake and then just unleash hell onto me, but I don't want to die in turn three. <laughs> 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 That's all I want. I mean, I'm happy if I'm okay at turn four, then I can actually maybe do something. But I just, like, I queue up in the game, I see a Temple Wage, and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 double, uh, the double Flame Waker, the double Mana Worms are just... Man, they're they're quite frustrating, especially whenever they uh they're able to throw out the zero the two zero twos with taunt. It's a mirror and it's mirror like mirror. hard to get around. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's hard to get around. You can't kill those stupid mana worms who are now like mana dragons and they're destroying you. Started to run pyro quality for that. Oh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah, and you could play. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, Tyrion is always good. But whenever you get a Tyrion and a free eight cost spell, it's even better. <laughs> I mean, you okay to actually play Tyrion? You would actually need to get turn eight. You usually just last till turn three or four. <laughs> oh right, that's a sad part about it. And also, of course, I play late game because I I just I just love late game. So I put Sneasel Sneasel Shredder in there. <laughs> Sneasel Shredder, and it's. Oh my god, it made, it, it made me, it, yeah, I can't even talk, <laughs> talk about <laughs> how much fun it was. It, it spawned me a Gallowix and literally just gave me coins and, no, actually them coins and me, the, um, things that I were doing and I, the enemies were just so confused as soon as you could put Gallowix or just low walker chill. It's so much fun when you do that. Oh yeah, for sure. I uh, I actually I had a couple silences in my deck because the mana the like the free spells were so powerful that if they were gonna buff their minions I was like okay well I'll throw in some keep your over the groves some iron beak owls and we'll uh we'll try to keep those things silenced let's uh let's leave that angry chicken let's leave it at a one one not a six six with taunt also low up that was probably one of the MVPs in this uh, 
You know, I, 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 he would probably be really good for milling because once you play those free spells, now they have those, like, if you play, like, a couple high mana cost spells, those spells are now, you know, they have their full mana cost in their hand, so they might, it might be a lot more difficult to dump your hand. Right, yeah, I found myself milling some people based on that, too, you know, uh, fill up their hand with spells and then get them the draw with the cold light. So I would see things burn, uh, especially when ah. they're trying to control the whole strategy. Also, Lotheb is really good for this uh, it, for this brawl because as soon as they've got those zero mana spells, they turn into five mana spells. When isn't Lotheb good? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Lotheb um, is just solid in general. He always oh, yeah. has a lifesaver and he always will be one. Yeah, I, 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 the minions that I chose, if I didn't choose them for their stat or their ability... Um, or for their stat line, I chose them for the ability. So I put in two frost elementals um, because having the ability to get a free six mana spell and then to be able to freeze a minion that's about to destroy you, um, I found that that was really helpful in all of my uh, in all of my decks. Um, so do you guys have any other uh, any other tips or tricks for this brawl? Any other MVPs or anything? I mean, not really, man. It was a pretty straightforward brawl. I, I didn't really, I, I wasn't really wowed by it. I, I feel like we've seen it in another iteration before. Um, yeah so i'd give it maybe one one mug out of five one mug out of five or i think you need five mugs to you know really enjoy this brawl (laughs) (laughs) right yeah um but anyway uh for our listeners whenever it comes to uh even even though this technically is a pre-built deck because there weren't weren't too many ways to break the game or anything um we're not going to spend not as much time so i think that actually is going to wrap up our tavern brawl discussion um for this upcoming week if you do anything crazy in the tavern brawl uh send us a send us a screen cap of it also send us um however many wins you got and we'll shout out the person who got the most wins um how many wins did you guys get in the uh, tavern brawl last week oh last week i mm-hmm. i myself got myself 10 wins nice and dustin yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really spend too much time in it after I did the challenge. And once I once I beat him with the box, I was pretty much good to go on that one. So uh, I was I was pretty proud of myself. I ended up getting a sixty sixty box, um, and I was I got to swing with it. That that felt pretty good. Yeah, I saw that man. Yeah, I did mine with with priest. Uh, so I was trying to keep those um, those cards to buff the box till the end. But I ended up getting a uh, a warlock card and uh, summoned in Jaraxxus. Uh, so that was that was with style, beat with yeah, box with awesome. Jaraxxus on board as priest. Yeah, oh. that I oh, such a good such a good time. I mean, Ragnaros embraced the light. Why can't? <laughs> Why can't? <laughs> so you're Why saying we he? got we got Ragnaros the light lord. Now what we need is Jaraxxus the uh, the the life bringer or something. <laughs> the elder lord of the healing region or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> lord of the healing legion (laughs) that's awesome all right well uh leon why don't you um tell us about our deck discussion our deck building discussion before we move on man we can't forget the challenge oh you're right thank you um dustin why don't you tell everyone what our challenge is i was thinking you know brainstorming a challenge for this one so they want you to play minions to get free spells so i think this week's challenge is uh build the deck and beat the opponent with no minions we'll see how you do it so building building a deck that has no minions in it, are you allowed to dis- discover and play minions? 
Yeah, you can discover and play minions, but the deck can't have any minions, and uh, win by concede doesn't. So you have to you have to somehow come up with a way to beat the opponent. Not get with... any free spells. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so there's your challenge for the week. Um, and we'll pass it off to Leon. Leon, why don't you explain the uh, our deck building discussion this week? Well, we thought of what deck is more enjoying than anything else, and it's of course Mill. <laughs> we just love Mill decks. Milling people is just you. If you see a card burn, it just fills you with determination. So <laughs> we thought of two. Like there are two obvious choices when it comes to Mill. One is Rope, and one is Druid, and of course, what makes a mill uh, what makes a mill deck a mill deck is draw, and drawing a lot of things. <laughs> so of we got so we got a main concept of um, any brewmaster. I mean, youthful youthful brewmaster or the older one. I can't quite recall the, the ancient name. brewmaster. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you plus, plus cold light oracle. Just in general, cold light. Yeah, cold light oracle should be your main source of drawing because it draws it it might be drawing for both both of you but in the end you will end up winning because you will let them draw more if that makes any sense and when they don't have any cards anymore and they're <laughs> and they have to watch you just pressing that and turn button you will enjoy it <laughs> oh for and sure so for me, and um, I myself find find it really ridiculous that actually Net the Darkfisher would get to see some play in those decks. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stupid card, and I love it for that. And just to play it, just is really fun for me. It might like on paper this card sounds ridiculously bad. Just giving your opponent card of it. <laughs> if you're playing Mill, you don't care about that. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. You're wanting them to draw cards. Um, I think one of my favorite ways to play mill is to impose the to do the self-imposed rule where you're not allowed to hit the opponent. Um, and so even if you have minions on board, you have to uh, kill them with only fatigue damage. And that's that's one of my favorite ways to do that. Um, but the Cold Light Oracle is the uh, three mana two two Murloc that each player draws two cards. Um, and so any way to get that back into your hand to play that multiple times is is solid. So the Brewmasters, Gang Up, and Rogue. Um, and there's a couple other... There's, I, I, wait, are there other ways that you could possibly get that in back into your hand? Vanish. Yeah, Vanish from Rogue. Um, so, Dustin, uh, why don't you talk for just a second about the difference between uh, how you mill in Rogue and the difference on how you mill in Druid? Well... Millen, Millen, uh, but both of them are. Um, there's a little de technique difference with the with the druid is more spell based mill. Uh, I feel like the rogue is more draw based mill. Um, so you would be looking for your cold lights right off the bat, and then you want to try and you know bounce those back right off the bat. Whereas the the druid's more like a, a slower play mill, and I don't I don't really. I don't really enjoy playing mill on the druid side. I, I like the I, I get more satisfaction out of um, you know just power mill um, on the rogue side. I also like just playing Timmy style rogue. You know where you're dropping big minions like Clockwork Giant, and Goblin Sapper. 
Um, you know, so it's, you, they really have nothing they can do. So that all their cards are burning and they see these huge minions dropping and, and all of a sudden you just, it's just uh, attrition basically. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and w- which one is the goblin sapper? Goblin sapper is a three mana two, four who gets the plus four attack when your opponent has six or more cards in hand. Is that a is that a persistent effect after like one if they have six it just gets that and if they don't have six it loses it I don't remember no that it's card. it's variable so the 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 goal is to get them in the position where he's he's above the cusp so he's a six four um, major uh, majority of the time okay so it's not a battle cry that is permanent it's it's whether or not that they it's whether or not yeah. that it currently meets that. Right, and so yeah, sure. then the focus turns. They don't. They don't know. Okay, does it become? Do I put? Do I play cards to stop milling myself, or do I need to focus on removing the sapper, or what? So it creates the confusion, um, and then you just sit back and just continue to burn. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's cool. I, I I'm really glad that Blizzard put in the giants for cards in your opponent's hand and cards on the and uh, minions on the board because those are really nice to have around specifically for mill decks. Um, and I think one thing that you've got to, whenever you're building a mill deck for Rogue, you've got to remember that Sap and Vanish are two of your biggest cards because Vanish is going to take all the minions that are currently on the board and try to put them back into the uh, the Rogue's hand. And if they're above 10 cards, it kills them. So if if you've been you know milling your, your opponent pretty consistently and you've got them up to 10 cards in hand, and they've got a couple minions on board. If you play Vanish or Sap, something that returns those minions back to their hand, those minions just die. Right. So, Ben, when we're talking about consistency, I think it's important to realize that we're talking about 23-ish turns, you know. So, it's it's about, you know, ba- thinking backwards at that point. So, you want to play those Vanishes at a key key point in that. So, you you know, about 15 to 18 turns-ish is what you're aiming for, uh, for a real killer mill deck but um, bouncing those things back is crucial at the right time oh yeah for sure um and so leon which do you which do you prefer do you prefer the uh druid or the rogue i have to say i myself love the druid just because i love slow i love kind of slow control of controlish matchups that's why i love the druid and i just like the spell naturalize because it reminds me of the old execute and so what is and what does naturalize do? Naturalize it is one mana card, destroy a minion, your opponent draws two cards. Which is a, either a really great finisher or it can help you in just a really bad scenario when the enemies just plays a matter of boards and you don't know what to do. If you have naturalize in hand, you can just smack it. <laughs> right, so you wanna the dream would be cold light, brewmaster, double naturalize. Ooh. Make him draw all the cards all at once. But we have to agree that in any really mill deck, there needs to be a removal. You need to be able to remove cards. I mean, Rogue kind of has that with Stab and Vanish, right? And the only card that really Druid has that mills people is Naturalize. But with the Druid, there is one combo I love the most in mill decks. That is Poison Seeds plus Starfall. Which makes Poison Seeds is a card that destroys all minions and summons a 2-2 transfer of every minion that destroyed. And Starfall is pretty much an AoE for a damage 
two damage to all enemy minions, or five damage to on one minion, if you're going to clear the board. So. Right, you definitely so, have to pay attention with the with the druid. I think that's why I like the rogue better because druid, you can definitely get yourself in a position where you're up a creek. Rogue, you don't really pay attention to what they're doing at all, and that's you know I think part of the fun is like whatever they do, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I I like them both a ton for different reasons. Uh, I think the druid definitely is a more control. Um, because like, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, Leon, do you play two copies of each of those cards, like Starfall and Poison Seeds? I do. Okay. So you, you so four slots are actually taken up by, uh, a two card board removal. That is what that's, is that four or five? Is that a nine mana card? Is that a nine mana combo? Yeah, it is a nine mana combo. Dang. I just, I, I don't like that combo because it feels so expensive. Whereas like in Paladin, you can, you know, wild pyromancer equality for uh for four mana and kill the entire board um but i I do totally see what you're saying that it's it that is a valid way to uh clear the board um but what i was saying is that i like i feel like they're just so different i love playing mill period because it feels good to see your uh opponent you know start to fret as they're realizing that their win conditions are you know going up in smoke literally um and control druid i feel is like a little bit slower it's a little bit more like all right we're gonna see what you can do we're gonna let you do whatever you're gonna do whereas rogue kind of can come out the gate and just start doing things and just start attempting to mill you because um when you gang up a cold light oracle you can play a total of eight different draw two cards in a game like let's you know if everything went perfectly you could play eight cold light oracles in a game which is drawing 16 cards. You pair that with Sap and Vanish, and now you've only got, you know, uh, like 12 to 14 cards from their hand and from their deck that you're, you know, really going to have to de- deal with. And that was why, um, what's the four mana destroy a minion and your opponent's weapon? What is that? That's, uh, I don't, that it's a rogue spell. Yeah, Sabotage, I think? Sabotage, yeah. That's why that's one of my favorite cards, because, um... I would like to sap a smaller minion and play sabotage, and maybe I can destroy two minion or two cards for one. And anyway, I just I like them both for just so they're they're just so different. Right, I can see you you leaking that druid style into the rogue there, trying to you know make it more control. When I'm milling, I you know like I said, I'm not I, whatever you want to play, just play it. I don't I don't care because it's going to disappear. Right, so. right. So the, for me, there are two cards that we didn't mention yet, which uh, just are for me fun because I'm a little bit sadistic when it comes to this. <laughs> when it comes to mill, so I myself put a tree of life in my druid deck just to heal them up again and just to see them. Suffer. Wait, what? For real? <laughs> yes. Um, see how deep you can get also, in the mill. <laughs> also, just Nosdoru is the best. Thing ever when they're like, okay, I gotta play a card. I have ten cards in hand, and I just draw. I just drew like four cards. I don't know what to do. And Sunday knows door moves in, in the play. Right. He's like, oh god, yeah. Oh, there god. was one oh, god, combo oh, that I liked was the um, brewmaster knows door move. Uh, you know, bouncing them back, and then they really can't do anything. Did they fix that eventually? You can still rope them out. Oh, are you um, talking about the thing where? Um, I, I, I explain the glitch again because I'm pretty sure oh, they fixed so it. So you you have. Um, Nozdamu, given the was it the other t- player the twelve second turn, 
then yeah. um, the time to take the animation onto the screen for the brewmaster bouncing everything back uh, takes up the entire turn for the opponent. So by their turn, their turn's over. They're still watching your stuff play. Then it's back to your turn. So it's really it's really quick, but they don't get a chance to play because they get roped. So not only are they getting milled, they're getting roped. So you're burning your cards and they don't get a chance to play any cards. So I, I think I remember uh, reading something a while ago that said they had fixed the Nazdormu thing because um, the animations no longer count towards your opponent's uh, turn. Like their turn, their timer doesn't actually start. It doesn't start as soon as you hit end turn. It starts whenever all the animations finish. Oh, so they fixed it. Um, oh, okay. I believe that yeah. they fit. I believe they fixed it because I remember I was playing against a patron warrior forever ago, and they dropped a Nazdormu and then played a whirlwind. And I just didn't get to play the rest of the the rest of the game. Like the rest of the game, they were beating my face in, and I because I didn't have time. Uh, the patrons took so long to hit me right. that I never even got to play, even though I had stuff like I, I don't know what I was playing, but I had something that could have cleared the board, and I just wasn't able to. I mean, I don't think they needed to fix it because the combo was hard to pull off anyway. You know, because if, if you let somebody pull that off, and then you then you deserve to get roped out, I guess. Right, but Nazdormu is is a is the natural counter to playing on mobile. Like if you're playing on three G, you need those extra seconds because you're like if you're not hardlined, you're uh, you have no time. There is no time to do that. So with this mill stuff, you know, oftentimes Blizzard gives um, stat bonuses for some of these uh, mechanics that you can use in your favor, like. Deathlord and Dancing Swords seem to play some pivotal. Oh, for sure. Pivotal roles in the mill strategy. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Deathlord was always one that I I love it in uh, both of these because regardless of what it pulls out, even if it pulls out, you know, let's say something crazy like a Ragnaros, you can, if you're a Druid, you can say, oh, that Ragnaros actually is going to draw you two more cards with Naturalize. Or if you're a Rogue, you can say, actually, even though it's out on the board, um, I'm going to sap it, put it back into your hand. And so what I did is I pulled it from your deck to put it into your hand. And can we truly say, um, in Rogue, beneath the grounds, <laughs> in the middle, middle Rogue deck is amazing. So, man, I don't know, I don't know if 12, I agree. I, I, yes. So, three mana for 12-12, I'm always behind that, believe me. Beneath the grounds is one of my favorite. But watching one of your ambushes burn is one of the saddest, like, that makes me so sad. Right, yeah, and it just, it, it doesn't, that's not the, yeah, it just doesn't, it's anti- mill yeah it, it, it's anti-mill yeah you're putting cards into their deck and if it burns you're literally that's one of the cards that uh it's not going to draw them a card by showing up right but it is you know there's another card that um i like to use king mukla i like to give them yeah some mukla is great um double double mukla is nice with brawn uh give them four useless buffs yep and then you can also uh brand cold light to make them draw four cards all at once um, that's another thing that we need to mention is it. Even if you don't have Mukla, definitely put Bran in this deck because um, the battle cries from whether you're going to play like anti-keelbots or cold-eyed oracles, you need that double uh, that double heal or double draw. Right. I mean, just in general, healing is, I think, something very important in mill decks because they usually get beat up by really aggro decks. So healing any sort, like Earthquake Parsia as a heal god or whatever, Reno Jackson. I don't think anyone runs Reno Jackson in the middle deck. But 
<laughs> you just need a little bit of healing just to patch yourself a little bit up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then one other thing for Druid is that if you have the legendary Malorn, whenever he dies, he gets put back in your deck. So if that for some reason you're in you're in fatigue, it's a really good thing to be able to play him, kill him, um, and put him back in your deck so that's one less draw you're gonna take. What about putting in one uh, one of the Jade cards? You just keep filling. Which one? Uh, the one that gives you three of the card. Oh, are you talking about for uh, oh. Druid? Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that because it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's something that before this, I haven't played uh, Mill Druid this expansion, but yeah, totally, that'll keep you from, that'll keep you from, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, always throw in one Jade Idol to keep yourself <laughs> from uh, milling. I, well, Jade Idol just replaced Malorn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we, we just took the one mana card. Yeah, as opposed to oh, what is my Lord, like seven, eight, nine. nine. Right, you oh, nine both mana. in for insurance. Oh my god, that is that is amazing. That's awesome. So um, Leon, I you can do my... uh, what is it? Uh, one of those cards, and still put your tree of life in there, and really just go to town. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I would actually love to do that. Oh, that is. Mm. That's awesome. And then uh, for a rogue, you could do uh, Trade Prince Gallowix because anytime they're going to cast a spell, they're going to get um, a coin, which may or may not be the worst thing ever. But if they keep any one of those coins, excuse me, I'm, I'm starting to get sick. Uh, but if they keep any of those coins, those coins take up slots of actual cards that could that uh, could be played. Or just in general, just play low level choke. Because first of all, why won't you play choke? <laughs> <laughs> second of all, Cho just has the kind of weird synergy, not really synergy. It, it, maybe sometimes it just fills up your hand or his hand, which you want. And sometimes, I mean, I had games where just in the end, we both just had coins in our hand because we ended up <laughs> with like three Cho's on the board and we didn't know what to do. So we just kept playing coins. Passing coins and back we had, Yeah, and we suddenly had 10 coins, both, with just Cho's on the hand. We couldn't actually win the game. That's because awesome. Because we were we were literally throwing money at each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, if you're getting near the end of the, uh, if you're getting near the end of your um, end of your game, and you're looking for more ways to kill, uh, and you're looking for that final thing, um, always be looking for ways to, because we've been talking about how to control the board. But your end strategy, your end goal is to make them draw past the 30 cards that are in their deck and start taking one extra damage each time they draw. Um, and some ways to do that are to naturalize your own minions. So, like, say if you play the Dancing Swords, the 3-mana 4-4 four, four that draws them a card on Death Rattle, you can naturalize your own Dancing Swords to make them draw three cards all at once. Um, you can brand, like we mentioned before, you can brand Cold Light, you can uh, brand Mukla into Cold Light. Like, there's a lot of different ways to get that extra damage off um, and, you know, have them die from, you know, not being able to draw. Oh, and one other card in Druid that's really good is uh, Grove Tender. Um, that's a 3-mana 2-4 that is a choose one that either each player gains a mana crystal or each player gains a card. Um, and if you haven't, you know, told them and shown them that you're a mill druid yet, you can play that and give them a card. And, you know, I've had sometimes people be like, hey, thanks for that. Like, they'll do the thanks emote. I'm like, hey, you don't even know what's coming. <laughs> right, Grove Tender. <laughs> yep. By the way, I think that card has an amazing sound. 
It just sounds so. What is it? I don't know. Delightful. What is it? She, she's saying like, "Are they great or dogs?" But like, no, I mean, do it. Don't, oh, don't describe yeah. it. Do it. I I can't. Ah, <laughs> the great I am not a woman. <laughs> Something like that. And I don't know. It just makes me happy. <laughs> it, 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 oh man. Uh, but anyway, um, what else do we have for Mill, guys? Well, for Mill, do you think that um, when when I play um, Iron Juggernaut, I run a Mill strategy. So I would run um, double. So you do double. Was it double bomb? Double mine with brawn. So on mm. turn, was it? They get the two, two cards for ten damage. They mill into. Oof. Yeah, that sounds rough. And I guess war is just in general good at staying alive because it's because of the zero. Power. Right. It's not. It's not as controlly. You're really trying to just execute and brawl out anything. Put put down ten points of damage and then just start the mill. What other uh, are there any other class specific cards that Warrior has going for it? No, you just do uh, Bron Double Cold Light once you uh, you know get your Iron Juggernaut play in place. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, would you want to put Thorsan into that to possibly get all those cards off at one turn? It, it, he might be good. He, he's not necessary, but you just want to make sure that you get to that Iron Juggernaut. Right. Right. For sure. Um, and then, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead, Leon. I mean, execute sounds like good, just removing generally. I mean, two mana for killing something is great. <laughs> it's amazing. Shield slam also sounds like one mana kill something because it's a warrior. I mean, we all know that warriors just walk in. Right. And yeah, for sure. So the early game with that would be that you're playing a style that they don't know what you're doing. They don't know whether or not they're thinking, well, is this pirate? And then by, you know, turn three, they're like, well, it's not pirate. And they're like, well, is this control? And then by turn five, they're like, well, this is not control. And then <laughs> turn, turn six, they start thinking, well, okay, well, crap. You know, I've got this handful, uh, and, I, and I'm going to try and do something. By then, you know, you're already, like I said, you just turn on the mill switch. Oh, yeah. And uh, one other card I wanted to mention is the Grime Street Re- Reporter. Uh, the I think it's a four-mana 3-3 three, three that gains 1-1 one, one every single time that uh, your opponent draws a card. Oh yeah, um, that's, that's a new yeah, one, that's a new it? one from Gadgetan as well. Um, and so that's another one to put uh, to think about putting in your um, in your decks. the The reasons it might be bad is if you've already if you've already gotten them up to ten cards in hand um, by like because it would be a turn seven play to play that, and then a cold light oracle on top of that. Um, and by then you may already have them at ten cards in hand. And any card, and I did test this. Anytime they burn a card, it doesn't count. It actually has to be a card that goes from their deck into their hand um so that's one other thing to to be aware of one other card that you know might be good to have and i think that that's actually going to wrap up our show for today um so whenever you're playing mill just be aware of your hand size your opponent's hand size and what are your combos what are your ways that you're going to kill them once you get to the end and how are you going to control the board until you get there um so leon thank you so much for being on the show today where can people find you um i'm i have the uh, battle tag my name is blue Shred. um I know it's it sounds weird, but <laughs> we can put it but in the show notes, and they'll be able to to find yeah, you. So any of our please. any of our EU listeners, uh, you can add Leon. Um, check the show notes for his name because it's a little bit difficult to to get just by spelling. Um, and then Leon, what is your Twitter? I I don't actually own Twitter or Facebook. 
Facebook. Oh, my bad. All right. So if you want to talk, if you want to talk to Leon, you can email him uh, directly at hearttheholics@gmail.com. And Dustin, where can people find you? You can add me at Copernicus Pound One One Zero Six, or follow me on Twitter at Copernicus, or email me Copernicus at gmail.com, or watch me at Twitch at Copernicus Twitch TV. Awesome. And then for the show, you can find the show at Hearthaholics. You can email us at hearthaholics at gmail.com. Um, and then for me personally, you can find me uh, at uh, YouTube slash Ben Bezler and uh, Twitch at uh, Twitch slash Ben Bezler and then Twitter at Ben Bezler. Um, and there's a couple shout outs I want to do. I want to do a shout out to Heavy Mental. Heavy Mental is uh, a fan of the show. Um, I actually got to play some Hearthstone with him and he actually put it up on his uh on his youtube channel so you can find that video at heavy mental we'll link that in the show um we did an inspire duel so we both built inspire decks and fought and i will let you figure out who won um by watching that video that should be in the description down below in addition to that if you guys want to i'm going to be playing uh a couple hours of resident evil 7 i'm i hate horror with all of my heart and i'm actually being paid to do this by people who thought it would be funny um so if you want to i'll post the twitch link down below and then the uh the vods will actually also be on my youtube so if you want to check that out uh go there i'll be doing that tomorrow that'll be saturday um at around two o'clock but anyway thank you guys so much for joining us today and we'll see you around the tavern all right guys see you in the tavern let's go hunt begin